You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. episode of the lakers fast break podcast gee it seems like i said that somewhere before it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source everyone out there please check out all of our great shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you could like share subscribe follow everything that we do including the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com, where you can go and wish this man right over here, right over here, a happy birthday at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also as well, you can go ahead and check out the awesome shows at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, in honor of the good man himself, Laker Tom, on his I said 21st birthday. I think Jamie Sweet was mentioning 121st birthday. So we'll just put it somewhere in the middle right there for you. It is Laker Tom's birthday. And what a way to celebrate. The league themselves said, you know what? We're going to celebrate Laker Tom's birthday by going ahead and sending up a matchup with their arch enemy, the Boston Celtics, at home at the Staples Center in a return match from last month's defeat in Boston. The Lakers looked very strong especially on the defensive end, and held it all the way through. They pulled away in the third quarter. They actually led by six at halftime, but had the lead stretch out to 20 in the second half. Looked very comfortable until the scrubs came in and almost burned out the lead, but they managed to stick through and hold out and pull away for a comfortable 117-102 to victory over the Boston Celtics with a big three obviously garnering a lot of the publicity in this with AD 17 points and 16 rebounds, 30 points for LeBron James, 24 points and 11 assists for Russell Westbrook. But to me, the key was not only the defensive output today, but also the fact that everybody seemed to contribute a little bit of something good for today's game. Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, THT, there was positives from pretty much everyone else that came on board today. So it was a really good team effort, especially on the defensive end. And here today to talk about today's game is the birthday boy. Indeed, you got to go ahead and check out his articles that he's produced today and in recent weeks at Lakerholics.com. There's a good man celebrating his 
Young birthday today. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom has a birthday gift to you. The Lakers sent a special thing to you and said, you know what? We can't play defense after all. Yeah, this was a great game to have. And on my birthday, it's always nice to have something special. Yes, makes um, it more sweet, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's definitely the frosting on the cake of a wonderful day. The things that I thought were really special about the game, LeBron James. Man, I mean, LeBron had a hop to his step tonight. You got to admit the days it, off helped. Well, it's exactly what I was thinking, too, because the three days off, not only that, but you got two practices in there. And at least, at least Frank spent the two practices figuring out how to make 80 at the five work rather than how to make two bigs work. So it was great that he went that direction. I, I still would like to see him put Ellington or some more shooting in the starting lineup but uh, rather than Bradley, but at least we got a step in the right direction. Um, I know he wants the physicality, and I thought that, that THT, despite the poor shooting from outside, had his moments defensively. You know, there was that one sequence where he knocked the ball away and then blocked the shot for the Celtic player he was guarding. You know, he's, he's, he's got potential. It's just that it's just that it's so far away from being consistent enough to really impact the game. It's so but, hit and miss. You know, but he still contributed to the game. He still yes. got some points inside. He still made some good plays. Ellington made a couple of shots. Mello put in 12 points. Dwight got in there, and, and I, I didn't get a whole lot of minutes. I mean, I think that we really played AD or LeBron, LeBron at the five for the entire game. But the Lakers looked good. AD looked a little, I don't know what it was. I haven't seen anybody outleap him physically the way that he was outleaped today. He's talking about the matchup against Robert Williams III, yeah. and Robert Williams did score on a lot of lobs all yeah, over I AD. mean, pretty lobs where he grabbed the ball elbow high above the rim, you yes. know, and flushed it down on Anthony Davis, who was pretty helpless. Seemed so, like a young Anthony Davis per se? Well, you know, I mean, I tend to be, I tend to agree that there's a, there is a problem that, that you've, we won the championship in the bubble because LeBron and AD both shot over 40% from three. <laughs> and they also had four months off before the championship. So three days off, the Lakers should have done what they did today. But hey, the fact that they did it, the fact that they did it is something that counts in the positive side of the ledger as far yeah, as Yeah, this has been a season where you can't count on you know, anything from a whole bunch listen, of teams, I, including the Lakers. Slowly but surely, we'll get to a third of the season, then 40% of the season, then 50% of the season. We limited ourselves to a nine-man rotation tonight. You know, Reeves had three minutes, I think, and Baysmore three minutes. But pretty much it was a nine-man rotation. And so that got everybody into a pretty good rhythm. I thought the rotations seemed to be pretty good. Um, Frank called timeouts whenever there was like a six-point immediate swing in the scores. You know, so it was a well-played game. Exactly what you want to see, you know. Um, the team fought from behind at the start of the game, you know. They got off to a little bit of a bad start, struggled a little bit, let them get out to five or six or maybe eight, an eight-point lead at one point in time. But they came back, took the lead, built it up to 20, held on and got it by 15. That's a great night. It was a great night for Lakers fans indeed. Once again, it's Laker Tom, the birthday boy, and please go ahead and wish him a happy birthday here in the chat 
or at Laker Tom on Twitter or at Lakerholics.com. We've got a nice little article there for him to wish him a happy birthday. Plus, he's got his articles on Frank Vogel, the future of which may not be with the Lakers, and also as well other articles from the whole crew, including Jamie Sweet, plus Lakers Fast Break podcast episodes and more at Lakerholics.com. My friend, when I talked to you about the looking good today, the thing was the message was sent along to me by Sean Grise saying they look great now, and this is good, and he's this is probably as good as if they've looked all season. And following up that strong win last week, mixed in with the disappointing loss against the Clippers, but a strong win last week at Sacramento. That's two out of three games where they look pretty good. Could things be on the way up for the team? I think so. I think all of the players have acknowledged that there have been a multitude of problems, and and at times it's it really has been focused on the superstars. All three of them, you know, LeBron, AD, and Russ – are facing unique challenges this year, you know, that, that are surprising, you know, in the case of Russell, obviously it's coming to the fourth new team in four years, a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and championship aspirations, and then having to fit in to, to, you know, you're a player who's got a relentless style at it, that basically they brought him in to be Russell Westbrook, but, but he's shown great restraint and, and I think game management, something that you never saw really from him as a point guard before, he, he's really controlling the number of shots he takes and where he takes them from and making sure to get the ball to other players. I think those are all really positive attributes. But obviously he struggled horribly with those you know, eight or 10 turnovers a game at the beginning. So you know he's been erratic. And then AD... His shooting has disappeared from mid-range and from threes. I mean, shooting 18% threes. It's like if you listen to the TNT pregame show, God, they're just merciless on AD, you know, and and for a good reason because he was a guy who after the championship was thought of as a top five player in the league. And now he's nobody includes him in that combination of the top five, including me. I was really high on him to be at that level at, right after coming off the championship. And it just hasn't been the case, not even close. He's not physically dominating anybody is no. what I see about the thing, you know? And then you've got LeBron who's only played half the games and has already a host of little minor injuries this season that are nagging and is fired away from three. Like he's never done before in his life. And at times has shown the combination of boredom of the regular season you know, in your 19th year, you're going to kind of understand that. 82 times 20 games or 20 years worth of games times, you know, it's a huge number of games. And getting ready for every one of those games and getting up to them, I mean, there are, lazy, there are times when his defense has just been totally lacking, you know. But he looks pretty spry tonight, you know. And like you said, Gerald, I think the three days off really makes a massive difference for him. Yes. Which is maybe something that Frank Vogel ought to think about from a load management standpoint. But but basically what's happened with this team is you've got three superstars that each one of them is probably capable of carrying the team any given night. But they've been erratic. And so if you don't have two of them doing that on a given night, and, and a lot of the times we don't have two of them doing it because LeBron is injured or, you know, not playing, you know. And you got these problems, and then, you know, Frank's sort of 
blinked when he blinked when he got outscored in the paint and out rebounded with a small ball lineup. So the AD at the five that he that he wasted a whole bunch of time just trying to prove that you know, hey, two bigs, two bigs can still work, even though we got three superstars who can't shoot. Two bigs can still work, you know. And uh, thank God he had three days to work on it. If it was only been two days, he probably would have gone with the same lineup. It's encouraging because what we've seen is. Even in even in the loss that we had the other day, we saw the superstars play well. It was the role players who didn't come along and contribute to do it. And this team was go. You know, let's be honest. It used to be this team would go as far as LeBron James and Anthony Davis will carry them. Well, frankly, now you have to probably say that you got to include Russell Westbrook because he's got to play well too for the team to win because they they booked a lot of salary and a lot of of the usage of the team in his hands. The ball's going to be in his hands a lot. He's going to make a lot of the decisions that determine whether we win or lose. So it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. How they go, the three of them will determine how the Lakers go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Laker Tom. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, my friend, I just want to go ahead and update everyone with thoughts from you on what's coming up for the Lakers, including a pivotal game for the Lakers at Memphis on the 9th, which is two days away. Of course, we'll be back to cover the game on the post-game show here. I wanted to ask you real quick on this. I mean, right now, Memphis have been 5-0, and playing extremely well. Without, without that, John Morant. Just yeah, amazing. without John Morant and just playing very well, including that 73-point win over Oklahoma City. It is a very key game for the Lakers already this season because of the fact that they are fourth place in the standings with a win. The Lakers could reel them back in and get within a half game. In fact, if Memphis does not play well over the course of next week, could easily overtake them in the standings. So this is a possibility that by the, again, I said this last weekend, but there's a good possibility if the Lakers continue to play well, that they could be back in the top four seeding by the end of the weekend. Is this a possibility? Do you think that will happen? Do you think that will be the case? I think, again, if they play like this, there's good things that can happen soon after. Right. That, but that's a big if, as as we all know, you know. Uh, I mean, but there's a ton of teams yeah. right there, all the same record. The Clippers, obviously, have something to say about it. The Clippers look great well, we one day. Four, they we look lousy the next. The other day with teams at 500 or four teams yeah. at 500 from number five through eight. Yeah. It's not the kind of progress we all want to see. You know, we all want to see the breakout thing where the Lakers, just like Anthony Davis said, rip off 10 in a row, including – six by you know 20 points and 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 three more by 10 points and one close game you know 
uh, a streak that just, you know, that just ekes of dominance that all of a sudden takes an 11 or a 12 and a 12 team to be a 22 and 12 team, you know, and it makes a world of difference, obviously. I, I think what we're going to see primarily because I think LeBron James is going to personally load manage, not by the minutes he's on the court because he likes to be on the court a lot of the time, but how hard he plays on the court and, 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 He's not going to wear himself out in December, in January, man. He's not going to. He, he, he's learned that through the years. And so, and, and I think the level of competition that we've seen in the league from the established, you know, good teams that some of them are troubling, stumbling like the Lakers, you know, the, the Clippers is a primary example. But then you got young teams like the Grizzlies that, that are really doing and surprising everybody. The Bulls, obviously, is an obvious example. So it's tougher. It's a tougher road than we had in the bubble. It's a tougher road. There's more competition. We don't have the advantage of, of LeBron having that long time off, you know, and everybody, quote, being healthy because they don't have the dings and nicks that you get. Um, we've obviously been hurt more than our share or more than a fair share if by injuries this year, especially the, the people who've been injured and how long they've been out, you know losing LeBron for half the games and so forth. I mean, the big question asked was if LeBron played half the games and we're 12 and 12, what if LeBron played all the games? What would our record be? 18 and six? It's probably a pretty realistic guess based on our record with LeBron James on this team. 18 and six is a totally different look for the struggling Lakers, if you will, you know, compared to 12 and 12. What I like, not only as far as on the defensive end, that they really did a great job on, but the fact that they won today despite shooting 29% from the three-point area and yep. shooting only 76% from the free throw line. And not, not getting really the line as many that, times as they should have. Yeah. I mean, they, they just basically were able to go ahead and do play well everywhere else on every other aspect. Points in the paint, they dominated 66 20, or 42. 20, yeah, 28 points and I think 17 rebounds more. Yeah. Just a really solid job almost every other end outside of the free throws and three-pointers. So something that they definitely want to go ahead and continue to do as they head into Memphis on Thursday. And we will be back for that game coming up here after the game. We'll be going ahead and talking about what's going on at Memphis. Then also as well, right soon after that, you got to remember they're going to head into their arch rival now. (laughs) Maybe you should say it's no longer the Celtics, my friend. Maybe Oklahoma City should be the key. I'm hoping that we have a 20-point lead in that game so that Oklahoma City can say we've got the Lakers right where we want them. Well, we'll see what happens, but it's a Thursday, Friday back-to-back with the Lakers at Memphis and then the next day at Oklahoma City, and we'll be back. And the Lakers give a dang about this, you know? They're not going to come in and play Oklahoma City like a no-count game. You know, this is a game where you basically prove your dominance. You come They're in gonna and have to start them. doing that because you know you come in and LeBron, you stop them. Well, hopefully everybody will be healthy going into the game, but yeah. we'll see what happens there. The game at Memphis is going to be key to Western Conference positioning early on, so we'll see what happens there. But the Lakers right now, thirteen and twelve, sixth place in the Western Conference. Can they move up in the standings? We'll wait and see. 
starts off with Thursday at Memphis and then Friday at Oklahoma City. They are key games so that the Lakers can continue that momentum all the way into the month of December. So we'll see what happens there. But Laker Tom, I know you're doing some good things at Lakerholics.com. Your latest article on the future of the Lakers may be without Frank Vogel because he is under constant pressure and constant rumors of his dismissal at almost any given opportunity. Your thoughts on what you're working on at Lakerholics.com after your birthday, of course, and what you worked on with your recent articles at Lakerholics.com. Well, my whole thing with Frank Vogel is that he was hired to run a different type of team than what the Lakers are evolving into. The Russell Westbrook trade, by necessity, forced the Lakers to basically commit to playing small ball with 80 at the five in order to create extra spots for shooters because they knew that a a lineup full of rim-driving, you know, attackers like Russ, LeBron, and AD was going to let teams just pack the paint all the time, even more. And I mean, that's what we see, obviously, and what we expect. And it's why why all of the arguments about Frank going too bigs, you know. So my whole point was that Frank Vogel was the right coach for this team to win a championship in the bubble, playing a combination of two bigs and AD at the five and benefiting from 80 at the five shooting lights out, you know, and LeBron James, same thing. But the last two seasons unsuccessfully last year and this year, I think successfully, but still to be proven, the Lakers traded defense for offense simply because that at the end of the day, who wins the game is determined by the net rating of the players that you have, not the defensive rating. And we had players that had high defensive ratings, but the net ratings of those players was negative, meaning that they lost those minutes that they played. And we all know Frank's strength is his defense. There's maybe not a better coach in the league defensively, but he hasn't wowed anybody with his offensive moves. And part of that is that when when uh, when you have an offense with a superstar like LeBron James, that that's basically often how you run your offense. It's whatever LeBron wants. You throw in Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook too, two guys that play a certain way, you know, and I mean, it's not like Frank has a, a blank canvas on which to paint the Lakers offense. He's pretty locked in, you know, he's got three players who are going to do what they're going to do. You got to figure out how then to optimize the other two players His choice is obviously he wants to physically overpower you. He wants to have a guy who will bust your chops every time you get into the paint. And whether that guy can shoot or not doesn't matter to him. And that's the part of the evolution that Frank is going to have to make for this team to be successful. And I think for him to get another long-term contract with the Lakers. I think that the Lakers foresaw when they traded for Russell Westbrook, and when they decided after that to give Frank Vogel a one-year extension rather than a long-term extension, there was probably concern about how how much he would evolve to fix the offensive problems. I think the Lakers saw that last year when LeBron and AD got hurt, that and, and they were both not hurt at the same time, but it still was a situation where there was a lot of pressure put on the other players 
and they needed a third star. They saw what the Nets did, how the Nets were able to survive on the Eastern Conference, even with all three superstars missing substantial time because they very often had at least two of them that they could rely upon. And the Lakers, the Lakers, I think, have benefited in the first 12 games because, yeah, well, LeBron missed half of those games, and they did end up 12 and 12. We all know they could easily have ended up 6 and 18 if, if you know, the ball had bounced the other way on so many close games. You know, we won four overtime games. You know, that's, you're pushing your luck, you know, when you're playing in five overtime games out of the first 25 games. The Lakers are looking like they're starting to get together. And, and I've always said, we'll go as far as the three superstars take us. If the superstars play well, the role players will join in and play well most of the time. If the superstars don't play well, it's there's so much pressure on the role players to come through that they usually can't carry you in a game. We only had six turnovers in the second half. We had 10 in the first half, only six in the second half. So we took care of the ball real well. Besides the defense, which I think is going to be the the highlight because 102 points uh, against the Celtics, I, we held them to 20 points in the third quarter, I think, and, and uh, 48 points or something like that for the half. So I think that was a dramatic sign. But also, we took care of the ball down the stretch, and Russ really controlled, making sure that we didn't go through stretches where we allowed say eight quick points by the other team by three quick shots, you know, because guys came down and settled for long jumpers and so forth. And, and LeBron to his, to his credit, didn't do that this time too. So we've been burned how many times Gerald already in this short season of 24 games of saying that, yeah, it was only one game, but man, it portends well for the next game, you know, and now we got a Thursday, Friday, back to back on the road, quick trip. Hopefully the Lakers can take those two games, pull themselves three games over 500. I hate to say that. It's almost like we're jinxing them by doing that, but that's what they need to do. Then they get to 15 and 12, and all of a sudden, you know, you get away from that log jam a little bit, and and, and you start to stretch your legs, and you get a little confidence. And so I, I think the things are looking pretty good for the Lakers at this point in time, most importantly because LeBron James looks spry tonight, you know. Let's see how he does on the back-to-back. Frankly, even though it's a revenge game, we probably should give somebody a day off on Friday night. And we'll if see. there's somebody who you'd give a day off, it would be LeBron James. Well, we'll see how that happens. But again, the Lakers are playing a back-to-back at the end of this week. Thursday night at Memphis and Thursday at Oklahoma City. It is Laker Tom. You go ahead and check out his latest article on Frank Vogel and, of course, all the things that are going on. And wish him well and a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. That's the best you're going to get, my friend. Happy birthday to Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers did pull out a comfortable win. Kind of like what I saw tonight, especially on the defensive end. A lot better, a lot more improved. But then again, they were well-rested, so... Let's hope they can take that momentum after winning 117-102 over the Celtics. Let's see if they can take that momentum over to Memphis as they match up against the really, really good Memphis Grizzlies team, even without John Moran, who have won five in a row without him. So they're not pushovers by any stretch. They're actually still sitting above the Lakers in fourth place. So the Lakers want to go ahead and start making a move in the Western Conference. It has to start now. And maybe it will start 
on Thursday night against Memphis. And after the game, we'll talk about it. We'll be here. We'll talk about all things going on with the Lakers and what's upcoming for the weekend for the team. I won't have any birthday cake left over. That'll all be done with. I'm sure it's already done at Laker Tom's house. But once again, best wishes to Laker Tom on his birthday. And you can send birthday greetings to him at Laker Tom on Twitter or Lakerholics.com. But once again, the Lakers did win 117-102 in a very comfortable victory. Can it be two comfortable victories in a row at Memphis? Can they stake a claim on a higher seating in the Western Conference? That opportunity will be there for them on Thursday. And we'll report on if they did just that coming up on Thursday night after the game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.